Good morning. The service of morning prayer begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Continuing on in page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Can people hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Joel. Yes. Oh. Can people hear me? Yes. Yes. I don't think she can hear you, though. Brett? Don't go ahead. I'll do it. Thank you, Ed. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths to show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's the name Lord's be praised. Thank you, Ed. Sorry together, we'll, together we will do Psalm 95 in place of the Venite. Found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with song. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. But see as his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 66, found on page 417. O be joyful in God, all ye lands. Sing praises unto the honor of his name. Make his praise to be glorious. Say unto God, O how wonderful art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies bow down unto thee. 
for all the world shall worship thee, sing of thee, and praise thy name. O come hither, and behold the works of God, how wonderful he is in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land, so that they went out through the water on foot. There did we rejoice thereof. He ruleth with his power for ever, his eyes behold the nations, and such as will not believe shall not be able to exalt themselves. O praise our God, ye peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to slip. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast also tried us like silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the snare, and layest trouble upon our loins. Thou sufferest men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, and thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thine house with burnt offerings, and will pay thee my vows, which I promised with my lips, and spake with my mouth, when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee fat burnt sacrifices with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks and goats. O come hither, and hearken, all ye that fear God, and I will tell you what he hath done for my soul. I called unto him with my mouth, and gave him praises with my tongue. If I incline unto wickedness with mine heart, the Lord will not hear me. But God hath heard me, and consider the voice of my prayer. Praise be God, who hath not cast out my prayer, nor turned his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Here begins the second chapter of the second book of Samuel. It happened after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go up. David said, Where shall I go up? And he said to Hebron. So David went up there, and his two wives also, Abinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. And David brought up the men who were with him, every man with his household. So they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. Then the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, The men of Jabesh-Gilead were the ones who buried Saul. So David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, You are blessed of the Lord, for you have shown this kindness to your Lord, to your Lord, to Saul, and have buried him. And now may the Lord show kindness and truth to you. I also will repay you this kindness, because you have done this thing. Now therefore, let your hands be strengthened and be valiant, for your master Saul is dead, and also the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. But Abner, the son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, took Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahanaim, and he made him king over Gilead, over the Asherites, over Jezreel, over Ephraim, over Benjamin, and over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and he reigned two years. Only the house of Judah followed David, and the time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Now Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went from Manheim to Gibeon. And Joab, the son of Zariah, and the servants of David, went out, to, went out and met them by the pool of Gibeon. 
So they sat down one on one side of one on one side of the pool and the other on the other side of the pool. Then Abner said to Joab, let the young men now arise and compete before us. And Joab said, let them arise. So they arose and went over by number, 12 from Benjamin, followers of, followers of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and 12 from the servants of David. And each one grasped his opponent by the head and thrust his sword in his opponent's side, so they fell down together. Therefore that place was called the Field of Sharp Swords, which is in Gibeon. So there was a fire, very fierce battle that day, and Abner, the men of Israel, were beaten before the servants of David. Now the three sons of Zariah were there, Joab, Abishai, and Ashel. And Asahel was, uh, was as fleet of foot as a wild gazelle. So Asahel pursued Abner, and in going, he did not turn to the right hand or to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Are you Asahel? He answered, I am. And Abner said to him, Turn aside to your right hand or to your left, and lay hold on one of the young men and take his armor for yourself. But Asahel would not turn aside from following him. So Abner said again to Asahel, Turn aside from following me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How then could I face your brother Joab? However, he refused to turn aside. Therefore Abner struck him in the stomach with the blunt end of the spear, so that the spear came out of his back, and he fell down there and died on the spot. So it was that as many as came to the place where Asahel fell down and died stood still. Joab and Abishai also pursued Abner, and the sun was going down when they came to the hill of Ammah, which is before Gia, by the road of the wilderness of Gibeon. Now the children of Benjamin gathered together behind Abner and became a unit, and took their stand on top of the hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Do you not know that it will be bitter in the latter end? How long will it be then until you tell the people to return from pursuing their brethren? And Joab said, As God lives, unless you had spoken, surely, then by morning all the people would have given up pursuing their brethren. So Joab blew a trumpet, and all the people stood still and did not pursue Israel any more, nor did they fight any more. Then Abner and his men went on all, not, all that night through the plain, crossed over the Jordan, and went through Bithron, and they came to Mahanaim. So Joab returned from pursuing Abner, and when he had gathered all the people together, there were missing of David's servants nineteen men and Asahel. But the servants of David had struck down of Benjamin and Abner's men three hundred and sixty men who died. Then they took up Asahel and buried him in his father's tomb, which was in Bethlehem. And Joab and his men went all night, and they came to Hebron at daybreak. Here ends the first lesson. The Benedictus. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the fifth verse of the 21st chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. 
Then as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations, he said, These things which you see, the days will come in which not one stone shall be left upon another, that shall not be thrown down. So they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said, Take heed that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts, not to med meditate beforehand on what you will answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed but even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death, and you will be hated for all my name's sake. But not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience, possess your souls. Here ends the second lesson. You're muted, Joel. Together the Benedictus on page 14 of the prayer book. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, Form the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Let thy merciful ears, let thy merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of thy humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions. Make them to ask such things as shall please thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults for enemies that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doing being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good morning. In our Old Testament and New Testament readings, we're continuing the narrative respectively of King David and great David's greater son. Let me, let me briefly discuss them in order. We're in the second day of the second book of Samuel. Once the anointed king of Israel, Saul is now dead for failing to be obedient to God's will. Second Samuel is the book without Samuel or Saul, but instead covers the entire reign of King David, first over the southern kingdom and soon over the United Kingdom. Remember that back in 1 Samuel 16, the prophet Samuel, as directed by God himself, anointed David as the new king of Israel. Now that Samuel is gone, in the first verse this morning, we have David seeking direction directly from God. David gets both a clear answer, go to Hebron, and direct evidence that God is with him. While in this chapter, the southern and northern kingdoms are temporarily divided, in these next three chapters, we will see David consolidating his power over both. On chapter, in chapter five on Wednesday, David's rivals will be conquered and David will be widely acknowledged as the rightful king of Israel. In our Old Testament readings this week, Saul and his descendants have paid the ultimate price for Saul's disobedience to God. Meanwhile, in the New Testament, Jesus is prophesying the destruction of the Second Temple, symbolizing the power of the religious leaders of first century Judea, because they both rejected the coming of the long-promised Messiah and soon will conspire with the Roman occupiers to have Jesus brutally executed. Meanwhile, Jesus promises that human history will continue to be plagued by death and violence, both man-made and through nature. He also predicts that his followers will be jailed and executed for their faith but he will give them the wisdom to witness to the truth of the gospel. We know that both prophecies have held true for nearly 2,000 years, and in the 21st century, they show no sign of abating. 
Finally, I'd like to turn to our colic, both this week's and last. Both have been in the prayer book for these weeks since the, our first Anglican prayer book of 1549. And both were translations of prayers in the Roman liturgy of the 8th century, if not the 6th or 5th century. Beyond their provenance, the two colics share a common worldview. They are rejecting the heresy of Pelagius, the infamous heretic of 4th and 5th century Britain. Pelagius emphasized the unconditional free will of human nature, of human beings, and rejected the idea of original sin. He attacked Augustine's formulation that after the fall, human nature is corrupted, in bondage to our evil imp impulses, or as Augustine put it, not able to not sin. Even after his death, the Pelagian heresy lived on, such that condemning Pelagianism was one of the major goals of the Third Ecumenical Council, held in Ephesus in the summer of 431. So with that in mind, let's hear the colleagues for last week in this. In the ninth century after Trin Sunday after Trinity, we heard, Grant to us, we beseech thee, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we, who cannot do anything that is good without thee, may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. In his definitive explanation of the 28th prayer book, Massey Hamilton Shepherd explained this colic this way. The colic expresses as succinctly as possible the whole doctrine of grace. Without God's Spirit, we can neither think and will right things, nor live and act according to his will. A similar sentiment is conveyed by this week's colic. Let thy merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of thy humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions, make them to ask such things as shall please thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is how Father Shepherd explains this. It says that God answers our prayers favorably when we ask of him according to his will. Put in other words, when our wills are conformed to his will, our prayers and petitions are acceptable to and pleasing to him. Together, these help clarify the life of the faithful and obedient Christian. We know that Jesus was perfectly obedient to his Father, and that in the end, the eleven apostles did what Jesus told them they had to do. Meanwhile, the story of King David and the books of Samuel are perhaps the inverse of what we might have believed about praying when we were children. Instead of our prayers being, I want, I want, David regularly asks, as he does today, God, what shall I do? Or as my childhood prayer concluded every night before I went to sleep, if I should live another day, I pray the Lord to guide my way. I believe that maxim remains as true today as it was decades ago. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness 
all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Great to be with you all again. Thank you to Britt, Carl, and Ed for helping make this morning's worship possible. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Thank you.